Hello there, my name is Danny Yeoman, wild bird expert for Pets Corner and developer of Peter and Paul Bird Foods. Welcome to the second of a number of podcasts detailing some of the amazing birds that we see and feed in our gardens. Each month we'll be looking at a different bird and this month we'll be looking at the beautiful and always entertaining blue tit. The blue tit is such a familiar bird that it's easy to be dismissive of it. In fact, you could easily apply the term common or garden to the blue tit, using it in an almost derogatory manner. Needless to say, once you dig a little bit deeper, you soon discover there's a lot more to the blue tit than first meets the eye, and it remains one of our most confiding, inquisitive and engaging garden visitors. As the nimblest member of the garden acrobatic display team, the blue tit is an endearing and colourful little favourite. Its animated sure-footed tumbling on bird feeders and along the slenderest twigs is endlessly distracting. What at first seems to be an inquisitive but haphazard fluttering and somersaulting over branches and leaves, or wanton destruction of blossom on trees, turns out to be an urgent search for tiny insects and spiders concealed in the bark or among petals. Finding enough caterpillars, moths, aphids and other tiny creepy crawlies to eat occupy most of a blue tit's time. Over the course of a year, blue tits devour a huge number of garden pests. Among their favourite foods are codlin moths, green oak tortric moth caterpillars, sawfly maggots and weevil grubs. In winter, when insects are harder to find, Blue tits have come to rely on seeds and nuts put out on bird tables or in bird feeders, and this is where foods like Peter and Paul can be really helpful. In April and May each year, a pair of blue tits devotes its energy to raising a single large brood. Ten eggs are not unusual, and occasionally they can have as many as 16. Nesting coincides with a population explosion of tree caterpillars so the parents can find plenty of food fast enough to satisfy so many hungry beaks. Anger or excitement, especially around the nest, brings out a blue tit's feisty, fearless nature. Up go the blue feathers on the crown of its head into a shallow crest, while its tail and wings start flickering as it let rip with a diatribe of cheering and hissing. Not so long ago, Cute little blue tits were notorious doorstep vandals. Back in 1929, a blue tit in Southampton was first to be spotted pecking at a shiny foil milk bottle top, apparently to get the creamy top of milk underneath. The habit soon spread through the blue tit population, probably as one bird copied another in winter flocks. Within 20 years, blue tits were sabotaging breakfasts all over the country. But as quickly as they took up the idea, they stopped, probably as house-to-house deliveries declined and skimmed or semi-skimmed milk became more popular, or maybe simply because they were thwarted by the change of bottles to plastic containers. Blue tits are attractive birds and frequently feature on greeting cards or as illustrations in children's books. They can be distinguished by their bright blue cap and bold black eye stripe bordered by white cheeks. The wings and tails are also bright blue, and underparts are yellow, with a faint black stripe on the belly. The female is very similar, though slightly paler than the male, a useful characteristic for bird ringers who get to see the bird in the hand, but less obvious for the casual bird watcher. Juveniles are duller, and pale lemon yellow cheeks, and greener underparts and crown. 
Interestingly, how a blue tit appears to our eyes is different to how it appears to another blue tit. This is because blue tit's eyes show a very different degree of sensitivity to ultraviolet light than our own. Once researchers discovered this, they examined birds' plumage to determine if they had a UV component, which they did. And since then, the blue tit has become one of the key study subjects for researchers interested in how birds might use UV signals in sexual selection and mate choice. Male blue tits vary in the degree of UV colour and colour contrast in their own crown feathers, which is broadly related to age, and which might provide females with a badge or signal of the male's quality. The bright colours of blue tits, such as the yellow belly and blue caps, are based on pigments called carotenoids, which are derived from their diets. My Peter and Paul Vivicolor mix has been specially blended to be high in these carotenoids, so blue tits will love it. It'll also go a long way to enhance their natural colour, and also show a potential mate that they are fit, healthy, and clever enough to find good food. Blue tits have a huge vocabulary of call notes. Most often is a buzzing descending C C C sadu, which is repeated and are used for multiple reasons, but communication with other blue tits is the most important motivation for the use of calls. They inform one another on location in trees by means of this contact call. The alarm call is a rattle like Durek and is used to warn others including birds of other species, such as great tit, robin or tree creeper, about the presence of predators in the neighbourhood. Scolding, for example, is used when a ground predator, e.g. a fox, cat or dog, low-flying predator or perched owl are noticed. Sometimes this is followed by a mobbing behaviour, in which birds gather together in flocks to counter a predator. The alarm whistle warns other birds about the proximity of a sparrowhawk, goshawk, buzzard or other flying predator that form a potential danger in the air. The song is loud repeating trill, again buzzy and high pitched, not dissimilar to the call but more drawn out and are mostly used in late winter and spring to defend the territory or attract a mate.
Blue tits will nest in any small hole, making them common occupants of nest boxes, so any nest box with a hole in the front will make a perfect home for them, although they are well known for nesting in more unusual places, such as letter boxes, pipes, all sorts. Our pet's corner store in Upminster had blue tits nesting in their cigarette bin. The nest can be constructed from all manner of materials and they will readily utilise wool and other downy material put out for them. If you own a dog or a cat, why not buy a cheap peanut feeder like the great and small economy feeder that we sell in our pet's corner stores and put the shed hair into it when you groom them. It makes a great nesting material. As I mentioned, blue tits lay large clutches of eggs, largest among nidicular species. That means birds that remain on the nest after hatching until grown or nearly grown, laying typically 10 to 12 eggs. As I also mentioned, the eggs are laid at such time that green caterpillars will be abundant when the chicks hatch. Second clutches are rare with blue tits, but the eggs are smooth and glossy and white with a purplish red or reddish brown spots. They're very, very small, only about 16mm by 12mm. Now, the female incubates the eggs by herself, but after they hatch, both parents will look after the young. Watch a blue tit on a feeder or working its way around the buds on the outer branches of a tree, and you will soon discover the tremendous agility and strength of these little birds. Blue tits certainly spend a greater proportion of their time during the winter feeding at the end of branches or around buds than any other species of tit. Blue tits also tend to feed higher in the trees than any other species of tit, a behaviour shared with the unrelated long-tailed tit. Difference in feeding sites, and in the size of prey taken, which also differs between the tit species, reduces the degree of competition for food, and may be one reason why the different tit species can form mixed flocks in the winter. As any bird ringer will tell you, and I'm no exception, blue tits have an incredibly strong grip especially for such a small bird, and their claws scratch even the toughest of fingers. This grip, combined with their small size and low body weight, means that they can comfortably hang on small twigs, tree trunks, and even walls as they probe for food. The same tools can be applied to good effect on your feeder. They will also take advantage of fruit or even take nectar from garden plants. With their incredible agility and ability to learn from others, they are quick to exploit new food sources, making them a common and often bold visitor to bird feeders. Blue tits are great birds to have in your garden. They are valuable destroyers of pests, though they do not have an entirely clean sheet as a beneficial species. They are fond of young buds of various trees, and may pull them to bits in hopes of finding insects. But no species, however, destroys more coccids and aphids, the worst foes of many plants and gardeners. So if you'd like to encourage blue tits into your garden, you should try one of my Peter and Paul wild bird foods, and my Peter and Paul vivicolor seed mix in particular. Peter and Paul bird foods are the UK's first wild bird seed mix made with no compromise. There is no other commercial mix available with the uncompromising quality of Peter and Paul. They are free from wheat and other fillers and guaranteed to attract a greater abundance and diversity of birds to your garden. Peter and Paul seed mixes have also been blended with Nutravio, a unique and natural seed coating that is a digestible energy source which inhibits bacterial growth. 
This can help prevent birds from picking up common bugs, things like salmonella and E. coli. Many other commercial seed mixes available contain filler seeds and other products that many of their favourite garden birds just won't eat. As much as 60-70% of a bag of bird seed can contain these filler seeds, and that can end up uneaten and wasted on the ground, where it is likely to rot, germinate, or potentially attract garden pests, things like mice and rats. You will not find any of these filler seeds in a bag of Peter and Paul. Peter and Paul Vivicolor Mix has been designed to allow smaller garden birds like blue tits to sit and feed quickly, as all the ingredients are fine or have been chopped into bite-sized pieces. This means that smaller birds like blue tits no longer have to take large seeds from a feeder and seek shelter to feel safe whilst eating. It's a very special mix as it contains niger seed in just the right proportion otherwise known as the goldfinch magnet, which means it's a good mix to choose if you'd like to attract goldfinches without buying a special niger seed feeder, as this mix can be fed from a standard bird seed feeder, from a bird table, or even directly from the ground. This mix also contains a large quantity of red millet compared to any other seed mix, great if you're trying to support tree and house sparrows. Blue tits are not renowned for moving great distances, and our UK blue tits would certainly not be considered migrants. Scandinavian birds, however, do undertake long-distant movements, some of which may occasionally deliver individuals to our shores. In the relatively recent past, when Scandinavian winters may have had a more pronounced impact on blue tits, we sometimes received eruptions of these birds to southwest and eastern England, the foreigners identifiable because of their more colourful plumage. The blue tit is classified as least concerned species on the IUCN red list and as a green status species by the RSPB. But blue tit populations often decrease considerably during harsh winters or after a poor breeding season where the weather is cold and wet particularly if this coincides with the emergence of the caterpillars on which the nestlings are fed. So all the more reason to look after your blue tits and feed them right. That's where Peter and Paul can help. For more information regarding Peter and Paul wild bird foods, please check out the Peter and Paul website at www.peter-and-paul.com or pop into one of our wonderful Pets Corner stores, and the nearest store to you can be found at the Pets Corner website at www.petscorner.co.uk. Well that's it from me, I hope you've enjoyed it. For further birds please continue to check out the stream, and I'd look forward to speaking to you soon.